founders focused on finding and targeting their ideal customers at scale. I'm your host, Monique Ruiz. You may have noticed we took a break from the podcast last month, but we're back with our final episode of 2022, and it's a good one if I don't say so myself. We're diving back into a very popular topic, measurement and attribution across channels like digital audio or radio as some call it, podcasting, and even retail when it comes to debit and credit card purchases. Yes, we've had many episodes about this before, but the speed at which innovations are happening in retail measurement and the adoption rate of new podcast listeners Plus, the return on advertising investment for digital audio means we need to constantly update you on what's new and exciting so your marketing dollars are working for and not against you. To help me kick off the conversation, I've invited back Omer Jelani, VP of Sales here at Claritas. Later, we'll be joined by our friends at SXM Media. But first, Omer, welcome back to the Marketing Insider. Thank you, Monique. It's uh, great to be back with you. So you've been on the podcast enough now that our regular listeners know who you are, but for those new folks we've picked up since our last appearance, can you just quickly remind everyone what your role and areas of expertise here at Claritas are? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So I focus on business development sales for our optimized team, and the optimized team is really focused on advertising measurement and attribution. And I guess more specifically, over the past few years, we we all have experienced an exciting growth in the audio ecosystem. So Mm -hmm. that has really driven lots of our growth on the optimized team where we're helping brands and agencies and publishers more effectively measure the uh, their audio buys and uh, their audio inventory across podcasts, streaming and and we're also Uh, dabbling into the terrestrial AM, FM radio space as well. Very cool. So hopping straight into these questions, I say this a lot, but measurement has historically been slightly overlooked part of marketing, which is partly why we focus on it so much. Since the last time you were on the podcast, we've enhanced our own measurement and attribution process. What's new that you can share? Yeah, I guess the, 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 the big new thing for us, um, you know, we've, we've always been a pixel-based solution. And, you know, as I talk about this, I'm, I'm thinking more uh, under the, uh, the lens of audio where, you know, we would, uh, you know, append our pixel to the various ad servers to be able to capture any kind of dynamically inserted creative. But we recently introduced our prefix URL or otherwise known as RSS prefix which enables us to capture baked in or embedded ad reads in podcast. Um, you know, it has always been a big part of the uh, podcast ecosystem, um, but you know, we were always focused on our pixel-based solution. So the, the prefix URL really allows us to capture any kind of podcast advertising inventory, whether it's dynamically inserted or organically kind of host read baked in embedded into the podcast. So I, I guess that's one of the big new things for us on the audio front. Okay. Uh, so is there a reason why an advertiser wouldn't only use a baked in ad, for example, or is there kind of a use case where the dynamically inserted ads are a little bit more effective? Yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, over the past few years, we've seen this sort of shift to increasingly advertisers and publishers really delivering dynamic uh, dynamic ads. And, and you know, it allows for, for sort of more effective monetization. Mm-hmm. So I guess really quickly, baked in, when I say baked in or embedded, typically what that implies is that the host who's, you know, 
whose podcast it is, is organically promoting a brand within the podcast. So it's kind of part of that recording um, and it's not inserted on the fly. Now, the nice thing about that is that it's there uh, in perpetuity. That ad will live in that podcast forever. Um, but you know, from a publisher's standpoint, because that's inventory that's kind of taken forever, they can't sort of go back into back catalogs and, on some popular podcast and insert a different ad. Mm-hmm. Um, so, from a from an advertiser standpoint, they they obviously like the they like the baked in because it obviously lives there uh, forever. Um, but for, as I said, from a publisher standpoint, they want to they want to be able to more effectively monetize their inventory. Um, so they they are uh, typically going more and more to dynamic. Um, but that that brings up the question, you know, what the value prop, if you will, baked in ads or organic ad reads tend to be a much higher CPM. Okay. Um, so you know you're getting that implicit endorsement by, and, and oftentimes a well-known uh, host. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas dynamic insertion, you know, it opens up you know lots of opportunities. One, you know, most compelling of which it's typically much cheaper from a CPM standpoint. Um, the other thing is with dynamic, you can more effectively target a listener, you know, now where podcasts really understand who their listeners are. And, you know, we work with some podcasts to help them really profile their audiences. Um, so then they can dynamically insert ads to a specific demographic or psychographic profile of listener. Um, so there's, there's kind of pros and cons to both. Um, and that's why we felt like we had to have kind of an all encompassing solution for both baked in as well as dynamic. Yeah, that makes total sense. I might have missed it if you mentioned this, but at a high level, is the measurement process similar for the two options there, baked in versus the dynamic ads? It's similar, but not the same. So okay. what I would say is dynamic is is sort of um, more in tune to kind of what we're used to from a digital marketing standpoint, where our pixel is inserted um, or appended to the ad creative within the ad server. Um, so these are companies like AdsWiz, Art19, Triton, Megaphone. There's a host of companies that are dynamic ad servers. Um, and, and just like, you know, in any kind of digital environment, when that ad creative fires, our pixel fires with it. It's piggybacked to that creative fire. Mm-hmm. Now, with, with baked in embedded, um, because that has been sort of inserted into the overall recording of that podcast, we can't insert a pixel, you know, in the middle of a podcast when that ad reads. So this prefix URL or RSS prefix, it's basically uh, a URL that is appended to the podcast's RSS feed. So when I, as a listener, go to Apple or Spotify or wherever I download my podcast, when I click to download a podcast, our prefix will fire um, prior to that podcast actually being downloaded on the user's device, which then allows us to capture that implied ad exposure. We're still getting the same identifiers, things like IP address, user agent, uh, obviously date and time of download, um, but it's just done in a different technical delivery, if you will. It is cool to hear behind the scenes of how these things actually work. So thank you for explaining that. Of course. Let's talk about another measurement capability that we've been doing some work around, which I mentioned in the int- in the uh, introduction. Can you just kind of quickly talk to us about what's going on with purchase card measurement here at Claritas? 
Yeah, absolutely. So when you think of purchase card measurement, typically we're thinking of traditionally brick and mortar retailers, companies like Dick's Sporting Goods or Macy's, those big brick and mortar retailers. Also food delivery, drive ridership programs, things that you the customer is typically charging on their credit or debit cards. Right. Now, traditionally, we would measure foot traffic or visitation measurement would be kind of a proxy for measuring the effectiveness of various advertising. Um, and, and we still do that. But excitingly, you know, through this partnership with Affinity Solutions, who has access to a ton of debit and credit card transactions at a household level, we can start to now measure the effectiveness of the lift of you know credit card or debit card transactions for a retailer and attribute it to an audio buy, be it podcast or streaming audio. The way we're doing that is all of the exposure capture is all the same. Nothing changes there, whether it's our pixels or through our RSS prefix, we're capturing an exposure and you know everything we do on the attribution front is connecting it to a household uh, in the United States. So we're doing that the same way as we would for any other campaign. However, on the back end, what we're doing is once we've matched to a household, we are then translating that household ID, typically through a, an ID translator like a LiveRamp or there's some others where Affinity Solutions has all of their data also linked to a LiveRamp where they can then capture the exposure data from Claritas through an ID translator and then do the actual attribution, measure the lift in credit debit card transactions over a certain period of time. Now, I will qualify this, Monique, is that this is kind of a, a beta launch for us, so it's mm -hmm. relatively new. So I can't get into the weeds as much as I would like to, but we're really excited about it. And again, we think it opens up many doors and, and ultimately continues to present Claritas as kind of an all-encompassing measurement solution where it's not just a digital visit or online visit. You know, it can be foot traffic. It can be right. offline. We've done things in the CPG space. I think we've talked about in the, yep. in the to measure CPG sales lift. So, you know, we're continually evolving our measurement solutions to really fit the market demand and needs of, of the marketers. Yeah, definitely. Since I've kind of chewed your ear long enough and it is the end of the year when everyone is looking for answers on what the future will hold, I'll end with this final question for you. So what's the next innovation we're kind of keeping our eyes on? What I would say is kind of some of the things that we're looking at to help marketers and publishers going forward is MTA, which stands for multi-touch attribution. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that allows for a brand or a partner to measure various channels in concert in a unified approach. I might be a listener that downloads a podcast and, and I might be exposed to a podcast ad and a couple of days later, I might be exposed to um, a streaming, you know, streaming audio ad for that same brand. And even a few days later, I might be exposed on my laptop to a display ad or a search ad uh, for that same brand. So it's really trying to insert audio into that sort of uh, omni-channel approach where we can then start to look at the relative uh, effectiveness of each touch point in that, in that consumer journey to purchase. Um, and, and many brands already do conduct MTA, but I would say that audio is kind of the one big channel that has traditionally not been included in MTA solutions. So we will be introducing our MTA solution in Q1 of, of this coming year. So only 
so a few weeks away. So that's yep. really exciting. The other thing that I would say is that, as you know, Claritas is closed loop marketing solution, and we have tons of audience insights um, on U.S. households. So what I would like to see net more of next year is our partners to really leverage the true breadth and scope of our solutions, where not only can we measure the effectiveness of a specific media campaign, but we can enable audience insights um, for that campaign. For example, which audience groups, demographics, psychographics were kind of the highest indexing exposed groups, and more importantly, which groups were the highest indexing converting groups where then that allows them to kind of hone in on a specific consumer that's driving a performance and then help them kind of find more listeners or more consumers that fit that profile, ultimately giving them sort of a more effective, more efficient means to, to drive advertising. And, and I think we can play a big role in that as well. And then the final, the final thing that I'll say just really quickly is we're seeing big growth in the connected TV OTT space. Mm -hmm. So with, with connected TV, advanced TV, we're where we were with podcasts like three or four years ago, where brands are really starting to kind of gravitate towards connected TV, advanced TV buys, but there's still limited measurement capabilities, truly kind of with strong defensible methodologies. So I think that's another area where we're really excited about and going to see see some growth next year. Very cool. And part of the reason why we have this podcast is to expose our listeners to what we can do, what's being done in the industry and what's working, what's not working. So hopefully you'll pick up some tips from us and start to incorporate those ideas into your marketing strategies or start budgeting out for adding some new data, some new tech into your, your mix. Well, Omar, always a pleasure having you here on the Marketing Insider. Thank you for joining me. Thanks so much, Monique. It was a pleasure. Happy holidays. Yeah, you as well. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick commercial break. And when I return, I'll be joined by SXM Media. We're back from our commercial break, and I'm now joined by Paul Rees-Mendel, Senior Director of Marketing and Insights at SXM Media. Paul, welcome to the Marketing Insider. Oh, thanks for having me, Monique. Of course. So we've not had you or SXM Media on the podcast, despite collaborating quite a few other places. So can we start our conversation by having you introduce yourself and letting our listeners know a little bit more about you and who SXM is? Sure. I've been heading up ad effectiveness really specifically for podcasts at SXM. Um, I've been in the industry a very long time, uh, really since before we had uh, ad effectiveness that was scalable for podcasting. Mm -hmm. um, I worked for a company called Midroll. We changed our name to Stitcher and we'd been acquired by uh, SiriusXM and Pandora uh, back in October of 2020. So that's how I came on board now, working with a much larger sales research and ad effectiveness team. So, you know, I help coordinate, you know, every day, making studies happen on different podcast campaigns, measuring with uh, Claritas in many cases for attribution yeah. and attribution lift. 
Um, and then also, you know, I work a lot on trying to leverage those insights, right? So not just deliver uh, results to clients, which of course we always want to do, deliver really great results, but to yes. look under the hood and see what's working, what's not, why is it working? And what are the trends? What do we see happening with podcast ads in particular and increasingly across audio ads in general? Nice. So uh, very similar to what Omer does. And we, you know, we just had him on the podcast. Mm -hmm. So we had him on to help us understand a few of the advances that have happened in the industry in the past year or so, including kind of what's happening, what's new with measurement and optimization solutions for advertisers. But I'm going to focus our conversation specifically on podcasting, whereas Omer and I talked a little podcasting, we talked a little bit of uh, streaming audio. So podcasting with you. Um, and let's start with the homepage of your website, which says you connect listeners in meaningful ways across satellite radio, streaming radio, and podcasting. But what are some examples of those meaningful ways advertisers look to you to help them connect with podcast listening audiences? Contents, of course, the biggest part of the puzzle. Having a really large array of fantastic podcasters, fantastic programming uh, that's also quite diverse, right? So that it's it's across many different audiences. Um, and now, you know, cutting across not just in English language, but especially a lot in Spanish language as mm -hmm. well. Um, that That's always going to be up front and first. And so we've got well over 400 exclusive programs uh, in, in podcasting that we represent. So that's the ability to, to directly connect brands to these podcasts and their audiences. And then we also have a much larger, broader network of uh, nearly 5,000 non-exclusive podcasts as well, oh, which you okay. don't buy directly, but what you can do is buy uh, via audience and other targeting methodologies. And so what that allows us to do is to, is to give you both that sort of bespoke sort of podcast experience using uh, often using host red ads, right? Where the host um, is representing your brand to their really engaged listeners or other sorts of creatives, like an announcer read advertisement, which we can do for more scale. So it, it really allows us to kind of not have a one size fits all solution for brands. They could really come in and we could really say, okay, we can, we can help kind of push the message in this particular way with a host. Um, we could really lean in there. We can also really help you reach the kind of scale that you need, the reach that you need by bringing in other audiences throughout podcasting, uh, either, you know, by dem demography or by using psychographics. Yeah, you uh, kind of already jumped ahead and answered my next question, but let me ask it anyways, because you might have some other ones that you could bring up. But the channels that you guys operate in are not new, but there still are a lot of advertisers that have yet to take advantage of them, especially advertising on podcasts. So what are some of the main benefits, in addition to what you just said, to incorporating podcasting into your marketing mix versus some of those more traditional formats like TV or like email advertising? Podcast listeners are leaned in, they're engaged, they are paying attention. Um, and so they really respond to advertisements uh, differently than audiences respond in other channels. We see that mm -hmm. time and time and again, especially through, you know, performance metrics, through what we see in, in attribution and in Lyft. And, and an interesting thing we're also seeing about podcasts is that 
the podcasts themselves are often delivering incremental audience. And what I mean by that is that podcast listeners tell us, and we're, we, we survey them, that even when they're hearing the ads from a fairly large, prominent national brand with a very large omni-channel presence, that in the last 30 days, they actually only encountered an ad from that brand on podcasts, right? They're very, very focused on that podcast listening experience such that that's where they're remembering the brand from, not not necessarily from television, radio, digital email, and, and these other places, right? Right. And so that, that's kind of amazing, right? And it, it is because we have that kind of engagement. And when you think about a podcast ad creative, it's spoken. It's spoken within a spoken word medium, right? And that means that the ad flows, right? It's not a disruption to what the, the listener is, is tuned into. It's a continuation of mm-hmm. that. It requires a different approach as well. You don't need to do the same attention-getting devices you might need to do um, in another medium where you are interrupting the flow. But it means that, that listeners hang on right? Um, they, they don't necessarily tune out because they, they hear that. They're much more yeah. likely to be to have that kind of engagement. Kind of speaking of the success that advertisers might see through this channel, we recently teamed up to measure the effectiveness of podcast advertising for one of the largest furniture and mattress retailers in the country. Can you give us a little bit about this success story and explain how you work with partners like us here at Claritas to help brands or retailers achieve their goals and then measure how successful they were in the end? Ultimately, it was very, very successful. We saw definitive lifts, right? We saw incrementality in terms of listeners going and engaging with the brand on their website, as well as ultimately incremental lifts in purchases, right? That there are real sales, there's real ROAS that could be attached uh, to this campaign. You know, and I think one, I mean, the creatives were good. <laughs> the brand spent mm-hmm. a lot of time the, on those creatives and they were good. And that's that's an element of podcast ads I always want people to remember. It's not that I think in advertising that any advertiser doesn't pay attention to creatives, right? Of course, it's an incredible part of it. But sometimes uh, there's a tendency to think once you sort of have a creative strategy that you can just sort of use targeting then to optimize. But what we've learned time and again, again, by looking at the ads and and measuring them with attribution and lift and and brand lift studies and other, other sorts of methodologies, is that there are ways to tweak and optimize the ads. But it's it's in many cases, it's simple things. Make it clear who the brand is uh, by telling listeners a few times who the brand is. Uh, making sure there's a very clear call to action. What do you want listeners to do? Because what we've learned, it sounds very obvious, if you tell listeners something, they tend to remember it. If you tell them maybe twice, they remember it more than once. And it doesn't right. mean you need to to sort of beat them over the head with messaging. Right. There's really artful and organic ways to make sure that these messages are clear and and coming across uh, multiple times in an ad. It doesn't have to be boring. In fact, it be very, very engaging. But we we know we know that this works. And and there's another factor in it. Right. That brands that um, decide to get into podcasting, there's a great immediate kind of halo effect. Listeners notice They're like, oh, wow that brand is on podcasts. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They're supporting my favorite show. You've heard it, right? You've had that experience. Yeah, right? exactly. Um, 
and it's you know so if it's like a sort of a more well-known national brand it it may make listeners go oh wow they 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 pay a little more attention and they think wow that's really cool i i'm really excited that that this brand is chosen to support my favorite show um in some cases you know maybe even though it may be a well-known brand maybe listeners haven't heard it before so you get a little bit of that novelty, right? And they're like, "Oh, oh, what's this? This is kind of cool. Wow! All right, so I'm hearing about I'm hearing about these uh, these furnish home furnishings here. Okay, I, God, I hadn't. I, maybe I hadn't considered this brand before. Right? right? I'm different. used to always. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. I used to always go here. Well, maybe now I'll check them out. Right? Oh, I can do it online, or you know, and 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 there's all these different things that information you can get in front of listeners, right? Um, and, and that kind of, there, I think there really is this bump when when an, a new brand comes into the medium. And, and in some cases, you know, um, there's still a lot of verticals that aren't really well represented in podcasts. I mean, what an opportunity there because you get ahead of, you get, you get ahead of the game, yes. right? You can, it can really be a, a true first mover advantage for a lot right. of brands and a lot of verticals. So the uh, the campaign that we're kind of referencing specifically, we do have it up on our website, so I'll make sure to link it in the description box. But basically, the campaign helped them see a lift in purchase conversions, homepage visits, store location searches. So it really was super successful. So mm-hmm. check out the description box so you can grab that link and uh, check out the written case study. But let's go ahead and uh, move on. So... This episode of our podcast is coming after one we did around Hispanic Heritage Month. And you already talked about um, making podcasts available in Spanish, but how does SXM's network cater to diverse audiences? We try to bring in that content. So, Mm -hmm. you know, for instance, we're working with two very large Spanish language uh, podcast networks, uh, Pitaya and Revolver. Um, You know, so that has really allowed us to greatly expand how well uh, we can connect brands to Spanish-speaking, Hispanic, and Latinx audiences, right? But we're always, always looking to to grow that diversity. Um, For instance, SXM reaches the largest share of women podcast listeners in the U.S., and that, oh, nice. that's according that's according to Edison Research. We're also co-sponsors of Edison Research's Women's Podcast Report. So, trying to learn much more about women's listening habits, you know, how women engage with podcasts and engage with the brands on podcasts. Um, and so, always looking to to push the boundary and make sure that we are onboarding diverse creators who therefore resonate with diverse audiences. That's great to hear and uh, glad that you guys are championing that cause. I mentioned that we've had some collaborations. One of those was teaming up on a few webinars recently from I Can Measure That to the five-point inspection for your auto podcast strategy and others over the years. But what kind of response have you heard from webinar attendees about the type of content you're putting out there to help them improve their marketing strategies? Well, that first uh, webinar you mentioned uh, was our most well-attended webinar, period. So I think (laughs) we're really seeing a hunger in the marketplace to better understand podcasts and really to better understand how to measure that performance. But I understand that, that people need facts, they need data. I can give you a great anecdotal case of why podcasts are great. But it's critical for us to back this up with the performance and with other sorts of data, audience analytics, right? Understanding who's in the audience and how do they respond. It, it's, it's one big package because that's what best equips brands and buyers 
to make these decisions of of how to invest and in, and in, in where to invest. What I've learned is within agencies and within brands, often there's one or two champions for podcasts and they need to build a case, right? They need to get their their teams on board. Often they need to get higher ups on board. And it's really important then to make sure we're serving out the kind of information that helps them to do that. One final question for you, Paul, before we wrap things up, because we are running short on time. But what's on the forecast to trend in 2023 when it comes to podcasting? And is there anything on its way out as yesterday's news? Content. It's okay. it's going to be content. That's what brings in new audiences, right? So the way that podcasting grows as a medium, it is because one person, one listener at a time finds a host, finds a show that brings them into the medium. And sometimes there are audiences that aren't yet in podcasts because there maybe isn't quite the show to serve them. Right. And so mm -hmm. it really is about con the constant development of content and, and not just repeating what has worked already, but taking some chances and looking towards, you know, uh, bringing in either personalities, perhaps who have been um, successful, maybe in social media, successful in other media, helping to show their listeners the power of podcasts. And it's not as simple as just find a, a big celebrity and bring them the podcast because, you know, they have to have a talent for it. <laughs> they have to be good at it. Yeah. And, and, and of course, you know, that is the job of producers. That is the job of, of, of podcast networks. So I think that's going to continue to be a really important trend going into the next year. You know, I think we're going to see a growth in technologies that simply just make it easier to buy podcasts. We're definitely seeing a lot of growth in programmatic, which really helps um, a lot of brands and buyers to to buy podcasts on you know the basis that they want to in a way that in some cases is more convenient for them. And we're going to see continued growth in targeting. Um, I think that that's going to be very important, even as a lot of those identifiers <laughs> that we get mm -hmm. um, start to become more deprecated, right? right. Uh, with much more either privacy regulation or, um, you know, companies like Google and Apple uh, becoming much more privacy centric. I think that these are all uh, trends we're going to see and a trend I hope we see. And I know that we're, we're going to push very much at SXM. It's really Furthermore, taking all the insights that we're, that we're gaining, campaign after campaign, measurement after measurement, and turning those into usable insights, turning it into really a playbook, right? So that, that buyers today can take advantage of the accrued knowledge now of the last five to seven years of podcast advertising, right? And really be ahead of the game in a lot of ways than those first uh, pioneering brands that kind of had to make it up as they went along, right? Before they, they, <laughs> yeah. they we had a really robust third-party measurement like we like we have today. It's certainly a place uh, I know that SXM is going to it's going to invest, and and I and I see that industry trend as well. I think it, it's absolutely necessary uh, for for the space to grow. Excellent. Well, Paul, it's been a short but sweet conversation and it has been a pleasure. Tell us where can our listeners go to connect with you, connect with SXM, and is there anything upcoming for you guys that you want to go ahead and plug in these last couple of minutes? So you could certainly learn more about SXM Media by going to SXM 
the three letters, sxmmedia.com. Um, if you want to connect with me, I'm easy to find on LinkedIn. Just get my last name right, R-I-I-S-M-A-N-D-E-L. And, you know, um, coming up, uh, we're going to have a really great presence at CES. Uh, where really, uh, I think diversity is really going to be in diversity of content and audiences is really going to be top of mind. So uh, I know that LeVar Burton, who is the host of our podcast, LeVar Burton Reads, he'll be there at CES, uh, along with our own SVP of marketing and ad innovation, Lizzie Wilhelm, and our global head of revenue partnerships, Kelly Hurley, will be there. So um, for those of you going to CES, definitely uh, check us out there. Perfect. We'll make sure to add some of those links in our description box. So listeners, please check that out if you haven't already. And Paul, thank you again for joining me on the Marketing Insider. Thank you. All right. And with that, that does it for our final episode of our 2022 season of the Marketing Insider, a Claritas podcast. I want to again give a big thank you to our guests, Omer Jelani and Paul Reese Mandel. And thank you to those of you listening at home or on the go. Whether this is the first time you've stumbled upon our Small But Mighty podcast, or if you've been here from the very beginning, we appreciate the support and hope to bring you even more new and exciting topics and episodes in our 2023 season. Happy holidays, everyone. See you next year.